we live now. Jeremy Lee in the building and every guest that you ever needed. Sports cards after hours keep the hobby heated. Updates, hobby talk like you've never seen it. Sports cards live and I could ever beat it. Sports cards is a lifestyle. Sports cards and we live now. Welcome to another episode of Sports Cards Live with your host, Jeremy Lee. All right, and we are back at it again. We are back at it again. Thanks to everybody who joined for the PWCC Premier Auction, extended bidding, and now we are going to get into an episode of After Hours with John Wee from Center Stage. Let's bring him out. No big uh, opening speech from me. Let's bring out John Wee. There he is. Let's make this an official After Hours episode like that. John, how are you? What is going on? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. I uh, really appreciate the time today. And, uh, you know, I was just backstage co- like commending you for uh, your stamina. Uh, that was uh, a lot of fun content. And, uh, yeah, definitely excited to talk about some of those uh, th- those auction results. So, yeah, well, thank I appreciate you mentioning the stamina because that was a that was a three hour and 10 minute episode. That's a that's a long time. I can feel it in my throat. I can feel it in my voice already. But, hey, this is fun. I love doing it. So, Let's keep going and let's uh, let's have a show and let's focus on on you and uh, center stage. And I want to you know, I want to introduce you uh, to the audience who anyone who hasn't met you yet or isn't familiar with center stage. I know I've seen there are already some comments. I want to thank the guys that came in early and sorry for the delay in getting started. But, um, you know, there are some comments. People have seen you at shows. Someone else mentioned to me, I forget who it was, but I told him you were coming on. It's like, oh, yeah, I met him. He's a cool guy. You know, like, like a, lot, a lot of nice uh, comments out there um, for you and for Center Stage. And, you know, we'll get into you in a second. Uh, but I did notice I've, I've been watching the the show on Instagram on Burbank Sports Cards channel card called The Card Shop. I think that's what they're calling it. And they're up to 13 or 14 episodes now. And there's one episode where you have a big segment on it because I guess you just happened to walk in at the right time. So, you know, before we get into what Center Stage is and about you, talk about how did you manage to get onto that show with Rob Veris at uh, at Burbank Sports and really have a whole segment of their show dedicated to you and Center Stage? Yeah, I think that was a very serendipitous uh, occasion there, actually. So, you know, I've been, you know, friends with uh, Hannah Chang or she collects cards uh, for, you know, about a year and a half now or so. And, um, you know, I had originally visited Burbank Sports Cards early last year when we had a prototype of the app and we kind of gave them a quick demo. Um, but, you know, it wasn't before. It, it wasn't, you know, very good at that at that time. Uh, this time around, we were visiting L.A. We were just kind of going there for personal reasons. And I met up with Hannah. She agreed to kind of facilitate another introduction to Rob and the team there. And, um yeah, we were able to get a warm introduction, talked about the app, and they just so happened to have a videographer there. I believe his name was Brian. Um, got, got to speak with him, and, uh, you know, they liked uh, the opportunity for the content. And, uh, you know, ultimately with our app, we're trying to grow the hobby by bringing great technology uh, to the masses, right? So uh, just very lucky, I think. It was just natural. And what was the response you got? Like, did your downloads go up after that episode aired on the Burbank Sports uh, YouTube channel? Yeah, there's definitely an uptick. Um, it wasn't like uh, all of a sudden, but you know, I think with their channel, they've been growing their following, I, I believe, as well too. You know, they have a tremendous shop. I, I love just spending hours there, just looking at all the different cases that they have. Um, but you know, they they they're definitely growing their following on YouTube as well. So, yeah, yeah, I was fortunate enough to or lucky to be able to go into that store a couple weeks ago. Uh, I had a very quick trip into LA. And I went to the shop and uh, Rob gave me the whole tour, got to meet Ryan and see everyone else there. And uh, 
it is a great store. I mean, I think Rob said there's 39 showcases and they are all filled with singles. And I have to tell you, the singles game is something that I think LCS owners and LCSs just don't focus on enough, generally speaking. So when you can find an LCS that has a really good singles selection and they know how to play the singles game, because the wax game is, you know, to me, it's not all that exciting as a customer. I want to go look at singles. And, you know, in Calgary, we have a shop called Eastridge and he's got a lot of singles. Mike, who watches the show, he's got a great single selection. Uh, and then there's Darren who has Maple Leaf Sports and he doesn't have as many singles, but he's very good at wax. So, you know, there's something for everybody, but I love a shop that has a lot of singles. And I don't know if there's a single card shop in the world that I'm aware of that has more selection than Burbank does. I was blown away. I could have spent uh, eight hours there. I think I spent two and I tried to see every card in the showcases, but shout out to, to Burbank and we'll see him at the Mint Collective. You're coming to the Mint Collective uh, next weekend, yeah? Yeah, I'll be there with my wife and uh, a pretty large team, actually. We're excited to be there and we'll be on the floor kind of uh, demoing our app. Um, so yeah, can't wait. Looking really yeah, forward to it. Yeah, that's cool, man. Well, I'm looking forward to, uh, to seeing you there. And um, uh, we didn't meet at the National last year, did we? Uh, I saw you and I was uh, a little shy at the time because you know, that was back when we had a prototype uh, and we were actually showing it to potential investors back then. Um, but, you know, we I, I wanted to have the product in a, in a finished, uh, the, the app in a finished product before showing it to you. So it's this so time weird. around, yeah, I'm excited. <laughs> it's so weird for someone to say I was too, I was a little shy. Like for me, like, holy crap, what 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 have, what have I done here where, where somebody would be shy? But hey, um, Please, I hope nobody is. I just want to meet everybody. So, um, too bad we didn't get to meet, but we'll meet. We'll meet next week uh, in a few days. So that's that's really cool. So, well, listen, I'm glad you you could come on the show. I know we've been talking about it, and I've been kind of, you know, I know I don't remember how I first heard of Center Stage. Um, maybe I don't even remember how I first heard of it, but I've had it downloaded on my phone for quite some time. It's, you know, it, it's a it's a it's 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 right there, right there, Center Stage app on my phone. Looks like it's like the logo on your on your uh, shirt and on the YouTube thumbnail for the uh, for the show today. And I've mentioned Center Stage on the show a few times, and I think you noticed it once, and you were and and I mentioned it, and you you kind of thanked me, and I'm, oh, he's even watching right now. Like that was kind of cool. So I guess we've kind of been aware of each other's uh, you know activities lately, and um, and it's good to good to have you on finally and uh, hear you talk about Center Stage. So before we do, we're gonna go to the comments. There's a few people have some questions for you, a few comments. So let's run through them and that we're gonna we're gonna learn a bit about your history and really what center stage is and what, what your vision is. So uh, Brian Basketballs thinks he met you at the Dallas show last month, trade nights, has met several of the folks that worked for you. I was trying to sell them on your app before I looked up and saw that you had a that there was a center stage t-shirt on. That's pretty funny. Do you uh did were you at the Dallas show yourself? I, unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it. Uh, I, I was at the Culture Collision Show in Atlanta the week before, but we sent the team uh, with Daniel, Nate, and Xu Ping. Uh, they're at the show, kind of representing the company. So, um, yeah, glad uh, glad they had a, a good time there, and uh, glad you were able to meet them. Meet them. Yeah, yeah. That that's pretty awesome. Uh, Tanks, uh, we didn't talk about V Friends uh, tonight, and uh, no, I haven't decided what to do. I haven't received my my box yet, but uh, when I do, I'll be sure to keep everybody posted for sure. Uh, Brian says, I just wish I could have caught it on film. I was too busy laughing at the reactions I was getting on my the dozen cards from Topps Wayans Brothers. Yo mama jokes. I, pretty funny when you're trying to sell somebody on a product and they are the people behind the product. So that is pretty good. Mark Santucci's here. Good to see you, Mark. Steve Foley, 
founder of Trade Safe, says hello, John. Welcome to Sports Cars Live. Thank you, Steve, for welcoming John to the show. That's very nice of you. Uh, yeah, you like the Rays. So you're in uh, California. Uh, why are you a Rays fan, or are you just like the hat? Uh, no, so I uh, my close personal friend actually plays first base for the Rays. Um, so I've been following his career. So I was a Mariners fan first, Yankees fan for about six games, uh, and then since then I've been a, a Rays fan for the last few years. So, yeah. what's the player's name? Your friend? Uh, his name is G Man Choi. Uh, he actually invested in our company in, the, in our first round uh, last year. And uh, I have a game used bat here. I have a game used glove here, and his shin guard and all that kind of stuff, as well as a lot a big PC of his cards as well. So. Very nice. Very nice. Tom Bullard, good to see you. Thanks for stopping by. Matt Pine, what's going on, Matt? Good to see you. It says, tough night. Got a bit on the Barkley star. Congrats to the buyer. The ore in a seven, probably a two to three return within the next couple of years. Yeah, that was a beautiful Bobby Orr, Matt. And that was I, that was CS who bought that. So, yeah, I thought that was a great buy as well. Uh, Tyler says, Ryan's interview with Sasha T the other day was so good. Basically said he had to talk his dad into selling singles. Well, he did a good job of convincing him because uh, they're doing a great job at it now for sure, for sure. And the Luca show says, center stage team, great group of people. Nice to hear. There you go. Some good feedback for you, John. Uh, it's always nice when you hear the people like your team. And then finally, Steve Foley says, John, we need to bring you back to the Yankees. But Choi is amazing to watch at first, and Steve is in South Florida, so there you go. He's a fan of your buddies, but he's a Yankees fan first, so maybe we need to convert him into a Rays fan again. Jake, what's going on? Good to see you. Had to watch the Zags game. Good stuff. And Purple Haze, nice to see you as well. Well, John, you're a collector. Tell us a little bit. I mean, I always want to know when somebody enters the hobby with a business or as an entrepreneur takes that route within our hobby, our industry. I always want to understand what's your what's your hobby background, you know, just to get some context, get to know them. So why don't you share with us what's your collecting history, your hobby history before you decided to launch a company? Yeah, so collecting history actually goes a while, but there's a huge break in, in the middle, like a lot of uh, others who have come back into the hobby. But, you know, I collected in the mid to late 90s back when I was in high school and uh, I was a big Kobe Bryant fan, uh, collected a lot of his cards. Uh, I just had a, a draw to him. And uh, I was actually fortunate enough to meet him in Korea. Um, like I was there for summer vacation, got to meet him. Ever since then, I continued collecting his cards until you know I, I got back into college. Um, and then you know after his passing a couple of years ago, um, you know that kind of got me back into wanting to go go home and find those cards and start you know looking for other cards of his. But then that kind of snowballed into you know wanting a Zion Williamson rookie card, and it just got caught into that whole 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 mix again. So. Um, and now here I am with, you know, probably hundreds of thousands of cards in this room and in the closet next to me. And, uh, yeah, just love every, every bit of it. So I'm very thankful to be uh, involved in the hobby now. Are you still collecting? Do you have a, a, a PC that you're adding to and constantly sort of looking for cards like many of us do? Yeah, I'm trying to, right? So a lot of the times I've been going to card shows and looking for opportunities to trade for cards. I'll buy a card here, here or there, um, but trying to conserve money because I have a lot of cards I need to move and trade first. So you know, maybe trade safe is something that I could use in the future to, uh, to to get some of my grails. Right on. Well, I'd love you to use trade safe, definitely. <laughs> and let's talk about, so your team. So uh, talk a bit about what caused you, what was the catalyst? What was the aha moment where you realize that the that there was an opportunity for a service or a product like center stage and because not everybody everybody watching may not sorry not everybody watching may be familiar with what center stage is so first off 
I would encourage you. Now, it's not available on Android at this time. Is it coming on Android in the future? We're hoping to. So we're going to start recruiting Android developers soon, and uh, we're hoping to, to bring that to life the, uh, this year. So Okay, so hoping for that this year. If you are an Apple customer, I encourage you to download the app. It's a free download on, on the in the App Store. Uh, go download that. But why don't you take a few minutes and explain what Center Stage is, what it does, what the, some of the use cases are for it? Yeah, so simply put, I mean, Center Stage ultimately is a computer vision and machine learning company, um, kind of building software for the hobby. Uh, we've released an app originally back in uh, late October where users can just scan a card, uh, raw card or graded, and just see recent comps for it. Uh, back then, it was just on eBay. Since then, we've kind of expanded to other marketplaces. Um, as of now, you know, users can just scan a card and add it to their collection depending on the grade and uh, kind of track their values uh, moving forward. Um, it's, it's a very simple uh, design. It's, it's simplicity by design, really. Like we wanted to make it very slick and easy to use. Um, ultimately, kind of the way it, it was born was ultimately when I got back into the hobby, I just realized there was a lack of technology out there, right? So, you know, uh, when I started collecting those Kobe Bryant cards and getting those Zion Williamson cards, I, I went to spring training for the for the Tampa Bay Rays in Port Charlotte, Florida, and uh, I was at their uh, at their stadium and they were selling cards. And this is kind of silly, but you know, I was able to get a fifty percent discount on Topps boxes uh, because my, my buddy played for them. Uh, so I was ripping through packs and, you know, I pulled a couple of autographs and I was wondering how much they were worth. And, you know, I had to I, I realized that you're supposed to you know, type into Google or eBay every single time and, and, and look up the value for every single one. And it, it was just insanely tedious to do that. Right. So I knew that that was a big pain point. Uh, originally, the idea for Center Stage was going to be around computer vision aided grading. Right. So. I wanted to be able to tell if a card's worth grading to kind of measure the centering. So kind of similar to what Genement had been advertised to do, um, but realized that, you know, that kind of serves a smaller subset of, of the, the grading or not the grading, but the hobby and ultimately the pricing aspect of it and being a quick reference or a resource was much more important. Uh, so we've kind of developed this computer vision app that people can just use to get quick comp values um, to save time and you know, be able to go through more tables or more boxes at card shows or you know at shops like Burbank, right? So uh, that was ultimately the goal. And then and here we are. It took a long time, though. It took about a year and a half to develop the app. So, yeah. Well, that's still pretty solid. You mentioned you had some funding rounds. Can you, can you speak to your funding? I mean, there are other entrepreneurs in the hobby, including uh, myself with TradeSafe and, and my partners there. And, you know, uh, the funding thing is something that, that you know, we'll likely be uh, looking to, to explore. How, how was that process for you? How easy was it to secure funding? What were the challenges? Uh, can you just sort of freestyle on that if you can? Yeah, so it was a, a fun process. It was a big learning process for sure. Um, you know, one thing about kind of raising funding through, through, uh, through venture funding is um, being pre-product makes it really challenging, right? Because people have to believe in your vision, A, and then people have to uh, believe that you're able to build it and execute and build it, right? So the technology that we were advertising really hasn't been done before in a commercial sense. So, you know, luckily uh, we were able to demo it at the national actually. And then we had, uh, you know, one of the larger fund uh, firms called Slow Ventures Invest. But ultimately we were able to raise about 1.2 million uh, late last year. And uh, actually we're kicking off another round of fundraising now. So uh, there's going to be a lot of meetings in Vegas that we're looking forward to. But um but yeah, it's a it's a challenging process because you know you get rejected. You know you kind of have to take the feedback and you know iterate off of that. But uh, it was a humbling experience. But you know, luckily we have great investors involved, so very thankful for that. Awesome, awesome. I just want to shout out uh, Eddie from Investicard. We are live from 
Sports Cards Live, not Invested Card right now, but Eddie, welcome and good to see you. I want to know the name Center Stage. Uh, can you please explain how you landed on that name and what the what the meaning behind it is as it applies to the product and the technology? Yeah, so we had a bunch of different ideas around the name, but with Center Stage, we realized that you know we want to ultimately become the central hub of the hobby, right? So we have really you know. Uh, big aspirational goals, um, but center stage is also kind of an homage to you know upper deck being kind of a, an area within a stadium or within uh, you, you know uh, uh, an arena, right? And center stage is you know it's the basketball court, it's the so soccer pitch, it's the football field, right? So you know we we just wanted to kind of um, kind of reach reach a little bit there and and, and kind of keep keep it as uh, as open as possible, right? Because you know there's a chance that we might um, you know, look into other industries as well, but for now. We love sports cards and we want to make sure that we uh, benefit the hobby by helping it grow. So, so talk, I mean, we, when we talked earlier, you mentioned that, you know, you're, you feel like you guys are sort of um, unique in the space because of the technology. Mm -hmm. So, and you mentioned earlier just now that when you, you noticed that there was a lack of tech in our space, can you, you know, um, can you just sort of expand upon that and, you know, how the, how, how that? Why is tech so important? And and uh, do you see any other areas where there's maybe a, a gap in terms of the tech within the hobby? You know, so for our technology, you know, I can kind of explain how it, how we differentiate ourselves, right? There's a lot of like traditional image search where you know users can take a picture of a card uh, and upload it to a server. You know, that that company kind of retains your data and, and kind of can spit back out information, but it takes a lot of uh, bandwidth actually. So. Um, you know, Vivino is a wine sharing, a, a wine app where you can scan a, a bottle of wine. It kind of gives you that information. But for us, you know, we're able to scan the card and it's almost taking the bandwidth of, it's actually taking less bandwidth than actually typing the card name into eBay because you're loading a lot more images and results in eBay. But for us, we have it packaged in a, a really um, compact way. Um, in terms of like technology in the space, you know, I, I actually love seeing new companies come about. Uh, I love the fractional aspect of fractional companies coming out. I love, you know, the idea of trade safe, just kind of benefiting the hobby overall. I think um, the hobby has been really antiquated for a long time, and I think it's just been ripe for, for disruption. Um, and, and we're hoping to find other areas that we can innovate, right? Because we want to provide that value for everyone. So um, can't can't really name anything right now off the top of my head, though. That's fine. No, no, no problem. No problem. And then I want to ask you, so there, I used to have a Google Chrome extension called slab watch, which would help me find sold prices and that, um, what's your relationship with slab watch? Right. So, uh, slab watch, uh, was created by two brothers, like here in the San Francisco area, Daniel and David, um, you know, Daniel works at, at Google and David's a developer and, um, you know, we were able to get connected and we actually ended up um, hiring them. So we brought them on board. Um, you know, they had some data from eBay, you know, including card pricing for you know, a couple of years and, you know, vast knowledge about the hobby, right? Because I had a lot to learn, right? So uh, we were able to bring them on board and kind of start building towards this vision. And, you know, a year and a half later, we were able to release the app. So it, uh, it took a while, but uh, they're part of the family and very thankful for that. That's really cool. That's really, let's go to a couple of comments here. Uh, first of all, uh, Politas13 wants to know if you can have my autograph in Las Vegas. Sure, but no inscriptions. I don't, I'm, I'm tired of doing inscriptions. I'm just kidding. I've never been asked to do an inscription. I think this might be the second time I've been asked for my autograph. So uh, thank you, Politas. Mark says, John, do you like older cards of the 70s or just the late 90s? Do you like basketball cards and hockey or just basketball? 
but baseball cards and hockey or just basketball? You know, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a picky collector. I, I have been doing a lot of ultra modern uh, just because of the time I got back into the hobby. But I like collecting Kobe in the late 90s. Um, and I do a lot of baseball, but mostly collecting uh, my buddy's cards. And uh, unfortunately, Wander, Wander Franco is on. Well, not unfortunately, but Wander Franco is on his team. So I can't really chase any of his cards right now because of uh, how expensive those breaks and boxes are for Tampa. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah. Lucky case is what's the ultimate goal and the application for center stage? I feel like we've talked about the application since he since uh, Lucky put this question up there, which was about four minutes ago. But um, yeah, go ahead and maybe just reiterate the what's the ultimate goal uh, for center stage, and and if you can summarize the application of it again. Well, ultimately, the goal of the like for the app or the company as a whole is to just grow the hobby by just providing technology that makes everyone's lives easier, right? So, you know, I've been to card shows where I would sit there and go through a box and you know, type in you know 100 different cards into the app to find the value of it before deciding if something's a good deal or not, right? So, um, you know, we want to eliminate that friction to make it a lot faster to go through things. You know, kind of having an easier way for people to do like prepare for card shows if you're a dealer. Um, but ultimately, we you know we want to become the central hub from where people start, right? So we want people to be able to share their cards, you know, look for other cards uh, from other collectors, and get connected to people who have it, right? So, you know, here's here's one aspirational goal that I have on my end. You know, I've been hunting a very specific contender's Kobe Bryant autograph um, from the last 1920 set, um, and it has a very unique image. It has a image of him wearing a wristband. And this is kind of going off on a tangent here, but he has an image of him wearing a wristband and um, it's an image from 1999. And I actually gave him a wristband set back when I was in Korea, like right behind my finger there. And he signed one and then he kept the other one and he said, I want to wear this for good luck the rest of the season. So I've been hunting that, that card for a long time. So in my ideal scenario, I would love it if that someone were to scan the card somewhere else, I could be notified for it and I can make an offer and make a trade for it. So mm. that's the ultimate goal. So discovery, sharing, all that kind of stuff is something that we want to bring to life here. That's really cool. That's that's cool. I, I love that you have a personal story to go along with your ultimate goal. Well done. <laughs> well done. Brendan Ryan says, I like what I'm hearing. Eddie Investicard Card says, great app. My team has been using it. Goes on to say, would love to sit down and meet in Vegas to discuss opportunities to work together. So there you go. Absolutely. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, lucky cases. How do you look to generate money? <laughs> Revenue. We haven't thought too far into it, right? We want to provide search and that search, search functionality for free. But, you know, on top of eventually doing trades uh, on our platform, Advertising through our platform is something that is definitely a viable option, but uh, luckily our investors aren't uh, hammering on us to uh, start generating revenue yet. So hope, hope that continues, right? Yeah, I think once you have enough eyeballs on it, uh, the, the revenue opportunities just sort of come and it, whether it's advertising or partnerships or, or, or what have you, definitely something there, you know. I think it would be really cool. Speaking of partnership, you know, Eddie at Investicard is obviously his, his, I think his brain is always thinking and coming up with, with ideas. Mine too. I mean, you know, with, with TradeSafe, if you're going to have, uh, if you're going to have people making, doing transactions based on finding cards through your app, you know, I'd like to think that TradeSafe could be the one backstopping those trades and take that off your plate. And uh, maybe there's a partnership opportunity for TradeSafe and Center Stage as well. So, We'll definitely uh, look forward to introducing you to the Trade Safe team at the Mint Collective next week and seeing if uh, maybe we could join Investicard and Eddie and uh, figure out a way to, to do it too. Oh, look at this. Ben Mitchell just downloaded the app. 
that's awesome, man. <laughs> Glad you were willing to do that and to check it out. So good stuff. Very, very good stuff. Um, Skeppy says, uh, how do you take in negative feedback and turn it around to positive result? That's a pretty general question. I don't know if you want to take a stab at it, but we can also ask Skeppy to clarify or expand on the question. How do you want to move forward, John? You know, I think we, we you know, scour the web, really uh, scour social media just to take any sort of feedback because any sort of, uh, you know, constructive criticism is good for us, right? So, you know, we released multiple updates to our app and, and, and took customer feedback to, feedback to heart, right? So, um, yeah, we're, we're just actually trying to implement any sort of changes and suggestions that people make. And we have a lot of updates coming. So, yeah, roll with the punches, I guess. Good, good. Rock Latex in the house likes my shirt. This is a Gretzky. Uh, I think it's a, this would be a tops copy because there is no yellow dot on the shoulder here. It's also trimmed. I don't know if you can see how narrow the borders are, but this is definitely a trimmed card. So uh, just, I will never sell, I guys, I will never sell this card. Um, plus it's already been, it, it's been attached to my shirt. So I don't know why anybody would want it, but I will definitely not sell it. But Rock Latex, good stuff. Congrats on your 79 tops back from PSA. How did it grade? How did it grade? Mike at Eastridge wants to know, will it show best offer prices? So I think if it brings up some sales prices, will it not just show the asking? Will it show what this, what the card actually traded at? Yeah, no, so it will. And uh, one, one extra um, uh, kind of feature that we recently added is if you scan a card, you can actually click the price of the transaction if it's in blue, which means it's within the last 90 days and you can actually verify the transaction. Uh, oftentimes, when you start clicking through them, you'll see that they are best offer sold prices. So the price that we display are the are the best offer sold prices. Yeah. Now, I, I wanted to ask you this earlier, but I'll, I'll ask you it now because it's it just I just looked down at my notes. And so when we when I was getting to know you, um, you told me that you had a history working in, in the gaming industry. Mm -hmm. And what comes to my mind when I think about it is gamification. Do you have any plans to gamify center stage? And, yeah. and, and, and yes, you, however you want to answer that, please do. But then also let's talk about how your gaming experience is translating into uh, the hobby and, and your, your center stage app. I guess to, to answer the latter question, I would say, yeah, my gaming experience back in the early 2000s was I, I did actually drop out of college for a couple of years to pursue pro my professional gaming. So I played Counter-Strike 1.3 to 1.6 and competed in international tournaments here and there. Um, but, you know, it kind of, taught me how to kind of build teams and, and, and maintain camaraderie, I guess. But, um, you know, for, for that, because of that whole background, it, you know, the whole gaming environment really kind of benefited me. So the gamification aspect is something that we're definitely looking into. Um, you know, we want to add kind of incentives for people to scan more cards, to have more cards added to their portfolio, <clears throat> things like that and build from there. But uh, we're just looking to make it a, a fun, enjoyable experience so that people kind of keep coming back to the app and finding useful and use and, and utility out of it. Right on. And, you know, um, there, someone asked a question a little bit ago about feedback. And I want to just dig into that a bit more because I think it's important, especially as we're starting up in this, you know, you're starting your company in this hobby and you're going to get a lot of feedback from people because that's what people in this hobby do. You're going to get good feedback. You're going to get, sorry, you're going to get positive feedback. You're going to get negative feedback. You're going to get constructive negative feedback. And then you're just going to get some destructive negative feedback too. It happens to everybody, right? But um, we, there is a there is a comment here that Brian Basketballs make that it is, is some feedback. So I just want to bring it up. He says, if the app had a plugin that would transfer the title of the card to a listing of, say, eBay, charge a small fee, 
I would use the app to list my cards. No charge for the idea. Thanks for commenting. No charge for the idea. Very generous, Brian Basketballs. But, um, you know, so I want you to, first of all, address address uh, this suggestion. If you, you know, and if it's an idea that you like, that's awesome. I mean, and no charge from Brian Basketballs, which is very generous of him to share his, his idea with you. But, um, you know, first of all, let's start with this. Is this an idea that you've already thought of? Is this, or is this something that you're, you're thinking of for the first time now that he raises it? No, it's, it's, I appreciate the, the feedback for sure, or the, or the suggestion. Um, you know, we have been thinking something around the, those lines. Uh, luckily, we've been you know, talking to eBay as well. Uh, they've been very friendly with us. And, you know, they, they understand that the, our technology is very, very new and, and revolutionary, as, as cliche as that sounds. Uh, for now, actually, with the app that if you scan a card, you can actually just tap and hold the name of the card and you can copy and paste it to your clipboard. So that actually kind of lifts a little bit of the extra work. Um, so people might find that useful. Uh, but we will add some other features that that, that may uh, make everyone's lives easier. So not sure about the timeline, but it's definitely something that we're working on. And then let's just talk about feedback in general. Like, are you are you looking to solicit for feedback on the app? Like if people are going to be downloading it tonight, like Ben Mitchell did, and I'm sure a couple more people have. Are you looking for feedback? How do you want to receive feedback on the app? Um, are you looking for are you hiring people? You know, kind of speak to those if you don't mind. Yeah, so ultimately we have a um, an email address, feedback at centerstagehq.com. Um, so go. if you email us, that gets distributed to the to, to the greater team. Uh, I, I haven't mentioned yet, our team is up to about 30 people right now with full-time and part-time employees. Um, so, you know, we have a large team of developers, um, quality assurance people uh, that are card experts. Uh, we are constantly hiring. So if you're a software developer, uh, if you're an Android developer, that might be, be really helpful for us. But um, yeah, you know, we'd love to 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 have more people uh, jump on board. We have a, a lot of uh, hiring needs coming up. So, and then fee so feedback in general, just send it to the feedback at center stage. Oh, sorry, what was the email? Centerstagehq.com. Yep, feedback at centerstagehq.com. I would say uh, if if it's positive, maybe leave it on the app store. And then if it's negative, no, I'm just kidding. But if it's negative, just send it. To <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah. also, you guys also follow the app uh, and John via the app on Instagram, it's on the ticket right now, at Center Stage HQ. Um, okay, uh, here we go. Steve Foley, founder of TradeSafe, says he likes my thinking on the partnership. Yeah, I thought that was a good idea too. Uh, Mark, no Calgary shirt tonight. Are you talking about because the Flames won the game tonight? No, I don't, uh, I'm not, I, yeah, I'm wearing a Gretzky shirt. You know, I figured there'd be a Gretzky rookie on the PWCC auction, but I realized that there wasn't time. But anyway, wore my Gretzky rookie shirt tonight. Another suggestion, Bob's big boy says, have you ever thought of implementing a card show element to the platform where buyers and sellers could connect on PC cards through the app while at card shows? He says the national is archaic, time is money. So, I mean, the national is archaic. I don't know what, what you mean by that exactly, Bob's big boy, but I think you might mean that there's just no tech behind the show itself. And maybe that's a, a gap and an opportunity for center stage to, to, to jump on. So, John, please, please address that suggestion, which I know uh, I'll let you take it because I, I have a bit of insight into this. But <clears throat> no, absolutely. That, that's definitely in the works as well. You know, we want to we would love to have a way to kind of allow users to build quick inventories for a card show before a show and then actually kind of publish it so people can kind of figure out 
a strategy behind where to go to. Like, you know, I was at the national and you know, my feet hurt just from walking back and forth on the show floor. And I was, you know, back then I was on a hunt for a contender Zion autograph, right? But had no idea what, you know, what table had it. You know, I would ask people if they've seen it and that people would point me in a general direction, right? But for us, I think that is that discoverability that I was talking about. That if you know, dealers can do it before a big show and you can actually kind of advertise where you're located, you know, that's probably the next next best step, right? And then if pricing can be listed there and th there could be negotiations, I think that's something that we we really want to bring to the to the hobby. So thank you for that. Yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Rock Latex 7 is a pretty decent grade. Congratulations. Uh, Brendan says, you know, the hobby opens up so many doors for tech to do great things. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Alf, yes, it is only on Apple. They are striving to have it available on Android by the end of the year. They are hiring some Android developers to get that done. Uh, Eddie wants to know, when searching raw cards, how does the technology distinguish numbered or parallel cards from base cards? So ultimately, like the way the app works, it is advanced machine learning and AI. And I know that those, those terms are a little trite. Uh, people are referring to it a lot in the hobby these days. But you know, the AI has pretty much seen all these cards from different angles, from different pictures that they've uh, people have uploaded to, to the internet, right? So the more times uh, a specific parallel has been seen, the more confidence it has at being able to determine, hey, this is a pink ice Luca prism rookie card as opposed to, you know, a pink fast break, right? Um, I would say from a confidence level, like some of the higher end parallels might be tougher to distinguish, but, uh, you know, we're, we're working on it. And the more partnerships that we have with high-end marketplaces, um, you know, partnering with a company like PSA or Cardlot or anybody else would be really beneficial for us. Um, and, and we're hoping to provide that value back to, to the other companies as well. So yeah. it's learning yeah. constantly. <laughs> and that's the thing, right? It's not, it's not going to be perfect right away. It's going to take some time to develop, but the more users you have, the more images you capture as well. Right. So that's going to help it get better as well. Skeppy says, how do older vintage collectors react to the app? Are they receptive to the concept and uses? You know, we've seen we've seen a mixed reaction. Um, you know, people with iPhones will see it and, and see an immediate benefit from it. Um, they think it'll save them time. Some people have been a little bit cautious. They're like, uh, hey, it's a free product. What are you getting from us? But, you know, our app doesn't require you to create an account or log in. You, you download it, you see a camera right away, and we don't take any of that data. So. Um, you know, we're trying to ease everyone's concern uh, that way by uh, providing the service for free. So. Okay, well, that, that's always good. I know, especially, you know, the older generation is a little bit more paranoid, if you will, about uh, sharing data, those who are even thinking about it, I guess. So fair, very, very, very fair. Um, Todd McDonald says, just download the app, scanned a few cards, works well, very interesting. That's good to hear. And then, luck, uh, sorry, uh, we did invest the cards. Lucky case says, I just tried using the app for the first time. Overall, I really like it. One question though, some cards, it only showed one recent sale, even though there are many in the past week. So is that a machine, is it still learning or what? what's the, what's the issue there? So that's a couple of different issues. <clears throat> you know, for us, sometimes the AI doesn't have a good confidence that uh, this card is the same card as other, another card in the database. So it'll just actually create a duplicate entry. So users can actually swipe through the card results to kind of see the same card every now and then. Uh, but we have a large team working on merging those and cleaning it up, right? So the app's gonna be a constant work in progress as we as we move forward, but I um, you know, hope people can bear with us. Yeah, and I think it's important. I think it's reasonable too, for you to actually appeal to the hobby and say, you know, please be patient with us, please help us, please spread the word. I mean, 
you know, you're trying to do a good thing for the hobby and the hobby can be very fickle at times, but that's not the constructive way to respond to what you're doing. The constructive way to respond to what you're doing, I believe, is to support it and try and, you know, just be be as patient as you can be. You know, I liked when we were talking, you mentioned to me that one of the real great use cases you have is if you're at a card show and you're looking to make a trade with somebody in person at the card show, you will be able to use the app to do that. Now, is that I don't think that's an available feature yet, but is that something you're working towards? No, not yet. So I'm glad you brought that up, actually. You know, that's the future feature that we're hoping to bring within the next few months. Um, not sure about the exact timeline, but you know, we want you to be able to kind of build trade proposals based on what you have in your collection or even just cards that you scan uh, in a temporary list and then kind of build it out like a fantasy trade where you would see the matching values and you can have different considerations like, oh, this person's taking a 20% discount on this and, you know, and then be able to facilitate the trade. Um, that way people don't have to just sit there using the calculator app, going back and forth between different, you know, between eBay or 130 point And, you know, we just want to make it easier. So that is something that we want to bring um, to the hobby. I think it'll benefit a lot of people, at, especially at trade nights, which have become, you know, bigger and bigger, which I love to see. So, yeah, yeah. I think there's a good use case there for sure. Instead of having to pull up the calculator and adding things up and especially if it will help you build a trade and in person and you can both look at it and that could be really really helpful brian says facial recognition the same as qr reader no data saved it's safe y'all that's pretty cool lucky case as my son and i do card shows even though we've priced many items the app could be used to get quick ballpark price on some bulk sure sure uh up to you if you want to answer this, but Jake says, how many people have downloaded the app so far and use it regularly? Uh, I guess I'll always say not enough, but we've had ten, tens of thousands of downloads. Um, we've actually had over 20 million cards uh, searched through our app of, since we've launched uh, close to five months ago. So uh, 20, so 20 million have been yeah, searched. Yeah, yeah. we've seen some users. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, it, it started off slowly at first. And then when we started picking up steam, you know, people are using the app more and more. And then we see a spike when there's a big card show, right? So there's a card show going on in uh, Chicago right now. So, you know, we can we can you know see that spike like during those card show hours, right? Of, of all the different searches happening. So, it's been very overwhelming, but very validating, right? It just kind of shows that the app has value and use uh, utility for a lot of people. So, okay, here's a, here's a comment from Justin Vick. I'd like you to address this one. He says it sounds like this app may be able to weed out fake vintage. Is this a use case you've considered and is Justin onto something or, or, or what? Yeah, so ultimately that's something that we do want to consider. Um, you know, I didn't mention it earlier when we when we talked about it, but you know, the original idea of the app was to call it PSA pre-check and we wanted to be able to kind of pre-grade the card, the condition of the card and of which, you know, authentication was part of it. Um, it's a little bit more challenging because there's different camera hardware, um, but, and difficulties in terms of like user education on how to take pictures, but, um, that is something that we definitely want to want, want to uh, kind of bring to fruition. So fingers crossed. Yeah. Yeah. If, if you can get that done, that would be a, a big win for sure. Uh, okay. And I wanted to uh, go to, oh, Brendan Ryan just said, this is a, I don't know what that word is, but I'll try to sound it out. He says, not wanting, not wanting some transhuman, tr oh, transhumanistic. <laughs> not wanting some transhumanistic approach to collecting but the applications are endless do you feel that way too that the applications are endless with center stage yeah i mean i, I think there's there's definitely a lot of potential um 
you know, we'll take customer feedback and kind of go to where, where we're needed the most. And we have a ton of machine learning engineers that are ready to, to build on that. So, yeah. We're getting some good comments here. Purple Haze says, since you are capturing images of cards, any plans to track numbered cards? So for example, we might know when the one of one super factors have been pulled or X amount of out of 99s remain unpulled. Yeah, so that's a great question. Um, that's something that we've been wanting to bring to life. Um, you know, we've been trying to you know, talk with different card publishers, uh, Tops, Upper Deck, Panini, um, hopefully Fanatics in the future. But that that actually provides a, a huge value, right? So you know, everyone's kind of seen all the Drake flawless rips over the past couple of nights. Um, you know, we want to add kind of a, a level of gamification gamification to it. So if you think about a bounty, if you will. So that triple LeBron logo, man, if you if someone were to scan that and we can authenticate it, that person could, you know, have offers from auction houses right away, have auction, uh, offers from you know grading companies right away. Um, but then also be able to record it if they're interested in, in, in divulging who they are and, and that they hit it. Right. It'd be like a, a lottery winner doing it. So these type of bounties are something that we we feel can bring a lot of community engagement to it. And kind of take everything off of you know sharing it on instagram and have people comment on it we, we just want to like provide value for the hobby so this is definitely something kind of uh along the line of something that we really want to bring to the hobby cool very cool and then brian basketballs uh says if you can use video images you could ask collectors to post videos showing off their sets several set collectors would love to have you collect their data so is that i mean video I just know myself trying to capture a screenshot from a video. It's always a little bit fuzzy. It's not a, you know, a little blurry or whatever. Is that an option for you guys? It is, you know, our technology is actually, um, you know, we're really proud of it. Right. So, um, if you saw an early prototype of our app, you can actually just, you know, take a video stream of cards just going back and forth. It'll detect the card and just tell you the name up top. So, you know, if our application could be layered on a break stream, you know, we could actually, um, see the card being pulled and show the value of the card, you know, you know, at the bottom right corner, if you wanted to, and then build out a list of cards that were hit. But, um, that's something that we want to bring eventually, but we want to, we want to perfect, the uh, the search and, uh, the results, I think on the Apple front first, and then bring it to Android and, and, and build from there. Yeah. Brian says frame by frame. So that all sounds good. Uh, MLW, uh, hello to you. Thank you very much. Welcome to the show. Glad to have you. And Justin Vick says, I like this comment. We must support this app at all costs, two exclamation marks, at all costs. So there you go. Some good support from Justin Vick on things there. Talk a bit about your team. I like, you know, when you're new, I want to give you the opportunity to show, throw some shout outs at your team. Let's hear some, like, however you want to do it. But who's on the team? How long have you had some people? Um, now, you don't want to mention some and not others. So I understand that. But definitely, let's uh, let's hear how, how, how how's the team. Right. So, um, you know, my co-founder's name is Suman Kim. You know, he and, actually, and I actually met through basketball here in San Francisco. And, uh, you know, we've become great friends since then. He was a lawyer at a prestigious law firm who had been advising startup companies. Um, and I had talked to him about the idea, I talked to him about the hobby, about how it kind of had exploded back in 2020. And we started the company and, and ended up, you know, both of us leaving our jobs in October. Right. So that was a pretty big jump. Um, you know, we have about four, five full-time developers. Now we have three full-time uh, quality assurance analysts um, that are card experts. Uh, we have about 15 other employees that are, you know, doing part-time marketing or advisor roles. Um, 
but you know, like Daniel and David, like I mentioned with the uh, the Slab Watch group, right? So they're they're working with us as well. Um, but yeah, a lot of uh, engineers uh, with backgrounds from Apple, Facebook, Instagram. Um, so we're very lucky to have a really great technical team who uh, who bring a lot of experience and, and, and expertise. So, yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. Um, let's talk about competition. Do you who do you who, if anybody, do you view to be competition in the space for what you're doing? I don't necessarily see anyone as being our competition. You know, I think. Um, you know, I, I guess we might kind of take eyeballs away from a company like 130 point where people are kind of typing in, you know, manual searches to find card values. Um, you know, I see value um, in other companies like card ladder or market movers that they provide this a level of detail and analytics that the card, the hobby needs, right. For people to become more informed. Um, eventually we would love to partner with some of these companies. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, if we become the Shazam ultimately, or, you know, just the basic Google search of it, you know, we would love to kind of have that information from these other, other companies as well provided because we want to become the source and then help kind of direct other customers to those services as well. So, you know, maybe I'm being a little uh, naive here, but, you know, I, I hope that, you know, they don't see us as competition. We're just uh, providing technology that, you know, others aren't able to bring right now. Um, not that it can't be, but um, just, just trying to help, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, good stuff. I mean, there, you know, there's, there's lots of opportunity in the industry right now in the hobby for entrepreneurs. And, uh, and, you know, it's, it's interesting even being in my chair because I try and bring on a lot of different people doing a lot of different things. And sometimes you have overlap, sometimes you don't. And, uh, and it's nice to be able to meet all the different uh, innovators and entrepreneurs and passionate hobbyists and collectors and uh, be able to bring them to this platform and uh, sort of, present them or introduce them to to the hobby and i hope to continue to be able to do that so glad to have you here i collect ichiro in the house what is up what is up with you i collect ichiro thank you so much for joining so the mint collective is next week we're going to see you there you're going to be there you're going to have your team there some of the people from the team and uh are you going there like obviously you're maybe going to have a sit down with eddie from investicard now you're going to meet the trade safe team uh we're going to meet in person and 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 you know bump elbows and shake hands what else are you looking forward to at the uh at, at the show this weekend are you going to be there the whole time yeah we'll be there the whole time get there a day early uh, meeting with some of the previous investors in our round um you're just really looking forward to kind of seeing a lot of these kind of card uh kind of hobby experts face to face you know i'm excited to meet with chris and josh from card ladder and christina of course uh, i think they, they've been tremendous for the hobby um you know, I'm really hoping to get introduced to Josh Luber and, and, and Fanatics and kind of any sort of company that might uh, actually have a potential partnership opportunity with us. So, uh, yeah, looking really forward to meeting everyone. So, And so you're probably aware there's there are several of these signature panel session discussions mm -hmm. uh, that are, will be going on some simultaneously, but I think there's going to be some good spread there. Are there any have you looked at that uh, at that schedule and are the agenda and are, do you have any that you're of course, obviously, aside from the ones that I'm going to be involved in, are you are you looking forward to any of those signature session panels? Yeah, I think um, Suman and I will probably be attending most of those signature ses signature sessions. We'll have the rest of the team kind of working at the booth or walking the show floor, and then we'll do that kind of in between breaks. But we'll probably attend as many as we can. Um, but I think the most the thing that I'm most interested in seeing is the one with I think. Beckett, SGC, and PSA on the same one. I forget who's moderating that one, but that one should be fun to fun to listen into. Yeah, I think the person uh, moderating that is 
one of the gentlemen from uh, DCI, Dallas Card Investors. Okay. I believe. And yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. I think it's titled The Future of Grading. So definitely interested to hear what those three organizations have to say about the future of grading. And and <laughs> I mean, really, it's the 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 turnaround times and and things like that. But um, it's it's uh, yeah, Ichiro says and CSG, I believe, but I don't see. Mm. Oh yeah, CSG is on it. PSA and Beckett. SGC was on the panel. Peter Steinberg's image was there. His image is no longer there. So I guess for whatever reason, SGC had to pull out of that panel. It's too bad because to me, those are the big four grading companies. To have all four represented on one panel would be really cool. It's like a once in a lifetime, call it sort of opportunity to see all four together. And, and just, and from a, just from a curiosity perspective, how would, how, what would the vibe be on that stage with the four main competitors all sitting beside each other? How do they relate to each other? It would have been really interesting to see. It'll still be cool with three quarters of them there, but it would have been cooler if Peter would have been on that stage as well. And he's a very enigmatic uh, and charismatic guy. Really well spoken. Yeah, I've I've very, heard his interviews. Yeah, very well spoken uh, leader of that company. He represents that that brand very well. I would I would definitely say. T dot says that he's bullish hearing all this growth and innovation, and I think that's uh, that's where we're at, right? Growth and innovation, and not everybody likes all the innovation. I mean, you know, uh, back to the the V Friends product, which was innovative. Um, lots of lots of uh, pushback on that, and uh, and that sort of thing, but. Again, as I've said before, I don't think it's representative of what we're going to see from Fanatics. It's its own division, if you will. So, but hey, we are not going to get into that right now. Uh, Todd McDonald says, "What are your ideas for the collection portion of the app? Is the idea to have large collections uploaded?" Yeah, so we're actually learning um, kind of user behavior right now as we speak, right? So, you know, very originally we thought that people might add maybe a max of 100 cards, and then realize that people were adding. You know, two or three thousand cards, and you know, for now, we don't actually have any sort of organizational features. You know, we're, we're trying to bring that to life soon, but um, you know, we we see you know a wide variety of different users, right? So, um, you know, we want people to be able to make custom lists in the future. I think our next step, we're going to add watch lists or wish lists in the future, so you can like uh, mark cards that you're tracking, and then eventually be able to move it to your collections. But um, you know, we're going to provide a lot of value for collectors, and we're going to. Um, uh, look to add a, a bunch of features soon. So, so I mean, my, my recommendation to people watching or listening is obviously download the app and let them, you know, be patient as they build it out. As the AI continues to, the machine learning continues to get better and better. And, you know, check in with it every so often because you're going to see what I love about Center Stage and John really as the, as the co-founder and leader is that the this is just something I'm passionate about when it comes to any company in the career, in my whole career, in or outside of the hobby is just continuous improvement. And continuous improvement requires the user or the customer to check back every so often to see what's changed. And, you know, it, it makes me think of the Clubhouse app. Every week or two, you log into the Clubhouse or you just open up the Clubhouse app and it gives you a, a pop-up of what's new. What, is, what are the updates, you know? I think that's something that would be really cool for you guys to do if you're not already to offer that you know maybe once every week or two you just give a summary of what's been updated over the last couple of weeks or what where have improvements been made some of them you're not going to notice because they're under the hood but it's still cool to know that you guys are working behind the scenes so that's my recommendation if you haven't thought of it already or not yet doing it 
Um, Bob's Big Boy says SGC is too busy grading cards in time and at a great price. It's <laughs> a good answer, Bob. Good, good answer. And Skeppy says, does the app have any current or future abilities to scan a card and then help locate another similar card that a collector may be interested in? Yeah, so that's something that we definitely want to bring as well. Um, you know, if you scan a card when you when you uh, get the result, you can actually swipe through a carousel. Um, that's a future recommendation engine path that we can also look at, and uh, you know, maybe even be able to um, direct people to a different marketplace that might be selling a different parallel of that card or something similar to it. Right. So, uh, a lot of potential value in uh, uh, through the app there. So, I, I'm smiling because of there's two there's two comments in a row here that have me smiling. The first is from Justin Bick. He says, "If John were a V friend, he would be an innovative Impala." <laughs> and then Bob's big boy says, every time you guys say AI, all I can imagine is Alan Iverson running things at a tech company. <laughs> too good, too good. And then TDOS says, when I watched the SGC YouTube video on how they graded, I was very impressed. What I'm curious, TDOS, what in particular were you impressed with? Was it the, the, the people that you saw at the chair and how they were looking at the card under the, under the microscope or the the magnifying glass, or what was it in particular that impressed you? Genuinely curious, Tito, if you, if you don't mind sharing. Purple Haze says a wish list and parallel recommendations would be great. Yeah, that parallel recommendations thing, because you know you get that on eBay, you get that on Amazon. You know, buyers who looked at this also like that. That could really help generate, especially any uh, sort of referral sales that or, or revenues that you could integrate with a, an, an eBay type of platform or or, or elsewhere. Definitely, definitely. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, cool. So let's talk. Let's let's just talk about the future now. We talked about like what your ultimate goal was, but you know, I know you've probably got a bit of a roadmap in terms of you, you know you've got all these ideas are coming at you from all directions, including the chat on Sports Cards Live tonight. <laughs> are you guys mapping out this roadmap, and are you willing to share kind of what's at the top of the priority list right now for new features? And if you have competitive reasons not to, uh, you know, feel free not to get too much into it. But I want to give the the, uh, the opportunity to, if you're willing. Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, you know, the very next feature that we're going to be releasing is user profiles. Uh, for now, you know, all our collection data is being uh, living on the on the user's device, and you know, user, users can continue to use it that way. Right, people who have privacy concerns, but you know, we want people to be able to create an account later on and, and kind of upload uh, their collection uh, to be able to later on uh, kind of add friends and be able to share their collections with others and, and, and find uh, cards to that discovery mechanism. Right, but like I mentioned before, we want to keep the app free and easy to use, and and uh, we don't want to deter anyone from using the app. So that'll be the next step. So user profiles. Uh, after that, it will be that networking aspect of it. Um, but that trade aspect is the thing that we're really excited about. Uh, we want people to start using that in person at trade nights or at trade shows or card shows where you can just scan the cards, build these trade proposals and, and facilitate these trades later on and make it easier for people to do that. Uh, after that, we're going to see where the feedback takes us, right? If people are loving this feature and it can be brought online, maybe that's something that we'll do next. But, um, but yeah, I think the possibilities are endless and, and I hate how cliche that sounds, but that's, that's how we see it. So. Yeah, that's cool, man. No, I I understand it. It is an exciting time in our hobby. So, so uh, I'm sure, and I'm sure the possibilities are endless. It just takes development and imagination, development, money. It takes all these things to get it all done, right? So, so I'm sure you'll you'll get there. 
Uh, Brendan Ryan says, imagine a day when card dealers at the National are all Androids and with the very latest AI haggle programs. Yeah, imagine that. Mark, I just, I'm glad to know you're still here. I have no questions, but I'm still here. Love it. Thank you very much for that. Oh, TDOT. So this is what TDOT liked about SGC, the machinery, the flow, and the ceiling of the slab. So that one interests me. I'm curious, TDOT, is it because it's like, what about it? I've seen slab, I've seen the, I've seen PS, I've, I've seen slab ceiling before. I'm wondering what about it? Because have you seen it before would be my question. Was it the first time you'd seen it? Or have you seen it before? And was there something that was different about SGC ceiling than say another company whose slab ceiling you had seen? If you don't mind, I, I'm curious about that one. Skeppy says, what activity outside the hobby do you use to rejuvenate innovative and creative ideas, John? Well, what do you do to kind of get those, the, the creative juices flowing? You know, I think um, just being on the ground level as a collector, at least, uh, kind of helped me um, develop the idea. I mean, the idea is not the most novel or most unique, right? I think uh, image recognition has definitely always kind of been uh, the future, right? But very lucky to kind of be on the, the pioneering end of it. Um, I mean, I play a lot of basketball, but you know, I'll, I'll kind of, I've been able to build a great network through that. And uh, luckily, I met my co-founder. I met some investors through it as well. So, um, yeah, just I, I just kind of being always open to learning is is the biggest uh, biggest benefit, I think. Yeah. And getting some exercise never hurts, right? That's it's uh, it's good for your your physical and your mental health as well. Justin says something tells me we won't be able to haggle prices from Android dealers. Uh, Jake wants to kind of detect fakes. Uh, we we talked about that already, Jake, and that's something that they want to be able to see happen for the app. But right now, I think the answer is, is a simple no. Is that right? No, yeah, not yet, not yet. But that's not definitely yet. something that, that needs to happen, right? Yeah, not yet. Better than no. Well, thank you for, <laughs> for that, yeah. Ichiro says, uh, what are your thoughts on BGS's complete silence during the COVID shutdowns? I mean, a little off topic, I collect Ichiro, but that's okay, that's okay. Um, my thoughts on it are that one, one of two things. First of all, their, their, their president, Jeremy Murray, is somebody who I know and respect and like. He's a really nice, likable dude. And so um, on the one hand, I want to say that, you know, I think that they will, you know, their silence might be indicative of them just kind of trying to get things done and then just release something or put out some news all at once that might maybe uh, is impressive or shows some sort of progress in in what they're doing you know backlog and that sort of thing um that's one sort of theory or or you know perspective i could have the other one is that it's hurt their brand it has hurt their brand and it's done i think it's actually done significant damage to their brand and i only say that because i've seen i've seen and heard lots of people say that not hearing from them is just not a good look and but i then heard jeremy say that you know they they recognize that they've been a little bit quieter than others and um, and they are doing things behind the scenes so um, once we find out what those things are and uh, you know maybe we'll find out at the mint collective i look forward to seeing what jeremy has to say at the event so those would be my thoughts john we don't need to put you on the spot to answer that one. actually i do have a little bit of perspective here that i, I was hoping to share and i think sure. um, by all means yeah so you know the the job that i was uh you know in before actually right before i left um to, to do center stage full-time was i was the director of customer experience at logitech um and i was running customer service uh, for them globally which you know meant leading all the customer service teams in different um uh, different regions 
And one thing that was really challenging when, when the pandemic hit was, uh, you know, all of a sudden, all people needed webcams, people needed microphones and headsets and you know, gaming equipment because they're stuck at home all day. And I remember distinctly, like, you know, in March of 2020, um, there was an influx of cases. So if you would say Logitech would get about a million cases per month, you know, we're looking at 4 million cases, you know, the very next month. Right. And then, you know, with the amount of team that we had, it was very almost impossible to be able to get to everyone. Right. So, um, you know, I can only imagine uh, all the people at PSA or, or, or BGS, you know, like having to just deal with this influx of cards coming in because of how hot the hobby got. And, you know, getting through a backlog is never going to you know be that quick because you have to ramp up and, you know, add staffing and train. And it's just it's it's unimaginable. Right. So. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of have some sympathy for these companies that kind of went through these growing pains, but um, you know, I'm I'm seeing a lot of improvement, I think, in terms of um seeing content from like you know, Ryan at Gemrate kind of publishing all this data around like how many cards are being graded. I mean, it's very encouraging to see companies investing and growing to uh, be able to account for the the growth. So Yeah, and that's the other thing, you know, maybe they're just being quiet because they're heads down trying to get through their backlog and heads down trying to fix or, or improve their systems for, for go forward. Um, but all that said, I think the hobby has been quite clear and vocal on wanting to hear from them. So they may just need to appease the hobby um, more and more and, uh, and address, uh, address the hobby's desire to hear from them. Purple Haze says, looking forward to using this app at the NAT. And he means the National Sports Card Convention, which will be in Atlantic City at the end of July of this year. Brian Basketballs, wait till you see vending machines kicking out graded cards that are inside with a video on the front with a 3D view of the card. There's some uh, innovation and imagination right there, Brian. And who knows, this is probably being de developed as, as we speak, right? You just never know. Ichiro, no problem, no problem for the off-topic question and you're welcome for the follow-up. Uh, Eddie wants to know, what is being searched more on the app, raw or graded cards? So it's a great question. We actually can't distinguish that at the moment, right? We, we don't take that much user data, but um, we just see cards being searched uh, and there's no uh, differentiate, nothing that distinguishes it on our end, right? So eventually we'll have- um, I'm sorry, sorry you're, you're just not tallying it right now. Right, right, right. We, yeah, we can't tell who, what, what's graded and what's not, right? So, um, you know, eventually we'll be able to, you know, scan a card and the associated grade and kind of you know, provide more pertinent uh, transaction data but for now we're just doing cards period we can't tell if it's graded or not that's that's all good and then uh justin vick maybe the comment of the night right here i'm hoping fanatics partners with the food network to make proper scratch and sniff cards because because that's what we want to do we want to scratch our cards and sniff them that's what josh Huber said right in his white paper he, he loved the uh tangible smell or something or he talked yeah. about the smell. He did. He yeah, talked about cool. the smell of cards. And I mean, I can identify with that. So I get it. I, I, I like the comment. But then when I realized, as I was saying, I'm like, scratch it. You scratch it, you damage the card. We are not, as the hobby is not really that fond of damaging the cards that they buy. Now, they're just, you know, cheap, cheapy type of cards and no big deal. But sometimes you can smell. I remember I used to have those scratch and sniff stickers when I, like in the, when I was really young, you know, the, late 70s early 80s i thought those things were were the bees knees uh brian goes on to say or a slot machine that you can win packs or boxes sponsored by the casinos yeah for sure for sure lots of lots of funny ideas 
And then what's uh, Rock Latex says, uh, any liability concerns with users using the app for authenticating raw cards once or if it becomes a feature? You know, I, I guess it, it's a difficult question to ask. It's a great question, actually. Um, I think there definitely is a concern there. Um, you know, we just want to be used as a reference uh, to kind of provide a little bit of guidance, right? That's the same thing when you scan a card. You, you know, you're provided all these different price points uh, because you're able to click on those transactions and kind of go to that site and go to eBay, for example, to be able to verify those transactions itself. You know, we just present an easy way to get to that information. Um, but it's definitely something that we'll, we'll, we'll be looking at. But um, but I think yeah. it's we're a little bit farther away from that from that that feature. So. All right. And the uh, the brainstorm is on here. Skeppy says a vending machine full of graded sports cards, a Snickers and a black label. Sounds plausible. Uh, but then TDOT responded about what impressed him about CSG or SGC on the video was the sealing the slab with heat from friction on their machine. Yeah. So TDOT, that's what they that's what all the companies use to seal their slabs. And that's what I was wondering if you had just never seen it before, which I, I'm now assuming you hadn't. But they all use those same machines to uh, to seal their slabs. So um, not to take anything away from SGC, but that is not unique to SGC, just as an FYI. Very cool. All right. Well, we are at the hour five mark, and um, I am I'm through my notes. I'm running out of steam. I feel like I'm running out of voice. Is there anything we didn't cover that you wanted to share with uh, with the people who are watching? We've got a good crew right now. We'll have more people watch uh, as as the week goes on. So. Anything you'd like to sort of, any ideas, anything you, anything else you want to share, John? No, I mean, again, I just appreciate the opportunity to be able to <clears throat> share the, the company and the vision. Hold on. Are you going to sneeze? Yeah, I had to clear my throat there. Sorry. <laughs> no, 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 I appreciate the opportunity to join and kind of share our story. Um, you know, we're just hoping that you know, more people can download the app, try it out, you know, provide feedback, provide suggestions. And we want to, again, grow the hobby by presenting technology that people find useful. And that's our ultimate goal, right? We're just trying to benefit uh, everyone at every single level. Um, you know, I think, you know, I'll just get a little philosophical on my end. Um, you know, I think with the hobby, it's, it's kind of, shrunk a little bit over the past uh, maybe six months or so, or maybe a year, I think, you know, there needs to be a really strong lower and middle end of the hobby uh, for it to grow. And, you know, I think I've seen, I've seen Michael Rubin's comments about wanting to grow the hobby 10 X, you know, we need more collectors in the space to, um, you know, have that start, you know, people collecting the base cards right, that people are, are kind of shunning right now to eventually be able to graduate into a higher tier of a collector to start chasing the grails. Right. So, um, you know, we're just trying to present technology that makes people, it makes it easier for people to get into the hobby or get back into it and then continue on with it. I think um, the tedious nature of typing things in uh, is, is a thing of the past and we're hoping people give us a try and, um, you know, we'd love to kind of uh, iterate from there. So we'd love to hear from more people, we'd love to, um, you know, uh, to help more. That's it. Good, man. That's a good, that's a good, uh, it's a good sort of, um, I don't know, mission, if you will, you know, um, you mentioned that you just want to help the hobby. And what I, what I say to every person who wants to hear what I have to say, who is in the company, who's in the hobby and trying to build the businesses. If you, if you look at things through the lens, through the lens of the hobby, you should be on the right track. You know, everything you're, most things you're doing, you know, some things, some things are just business or whatever, but when you're innovating, when you're developing, when you're, when you're offering a service, a product, a new feature, a spin on things, look at things through the, through the hobbies lens. And I think you'll be on the right track. If you do things 
to help the hobby, you should be uh, you should be on the right track as well. So uh, I, I commend you for that approach. I think it's a I think it's a healthy approach. I think it's a it's an approach that should lead to success. If the product and the service is good, and you combine that with that perspective, um, you're bound to be successful. So congrats on that. I'm going to go to a few final comments here just to get through them. TDOS says a uh, popcorn scratch and sniff was big in the 80s. I can vouch for that. It sure was. I would have traded you all my grapes for your popcorn back then. Uh, I collect Ichiro. Uh, will sales history be accessible for an unlimited time? I guess, is is will it or does it disappear after, after 90 days uh, like it does on eBay? No, so like for us, you know, we try to display as many transactions as possible. Um, you know, we don't see ourselves as like an, an, an analytics company. We're presenting information that's kind of a more point in time measure. Um, that's why we say we're not, we don't really compete with card ladder or market movers. You know, we think that, you know, there's more utility for people to kind of have that information right away. Um, but it depends on how many transactions there have been. If there's only been 10 transactions in the last year, that should continue to, to be displayed. But, you know, real estate's very limited on, on, a, on a mobile phone. So, um, you know, if it's transacted, you know, 100 times a day, then you're not going to be able to go too far back in history, right? So, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Sounds good. So you got Android users are saying bring it on, baby, for sure. Brian says he's seen sales dates as back as far back as 2018 on center stage. That's great. Ichiro says always room for improvement. Skeppy says John definitely seems to have the skills to scale a technology business. Interested to see where this goes. Modern crime and cards, late night card talk, LFG. Very nice. I'm not going to say it, but very, very good. And there's a question about that. Uh, do you have a do you have a working relationship with eBay? Uh, not yet. Hopefully soon. And we've been in talks with them and uh, looking forward to, to seeing Bob um, uh, and, and Jeff in, uh, in, in at the Mint. So yeah. good stuff. All right. We're going to wrap this up. So thank you to everybody in the chat for joining on this late episode of After Hours with John Wee. He is the founder or co-founder, I suppose, of Center of the Center Stage app downloaded on Apple coming hopefully later this year on Android. Follow them on Instagram at Center Stage HQ. John, and by the way, tomorrow on Collectible Live on the Collectible TV YouTube channel, I will be sitting down with Ezra Levine. He is the CEO of Collectible, and we will be talking about the Mint Collective. Bit of a preview for the show. Should be fun because he is very passionate and excited about the event, as am I. So looking forward to sitting down with Ezra tomorrow. Come join us 7 p.m. Eastern again on the Collectible TV YouTube channel. I am a sleepy sloth, Justin. You you got it. You got it right there. Brendan, thank you very much. Eddie, thank you so much for joining. John, thank you for joining. This was fun. I'll see you uh, next week in Vegas. Thank you, Brian. Basketballs. I will try to get to Dallas. Okay, that is it, guys. <laughs> I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna we're gonna end this. I'm gonna probably put in my earbuds and listen in if there's anything going on on Clubhouse. And uh, thank you, Purple Haze. Appreciate it. Ichiro, thank you so much. Great to have you join the join the Sports Cards Live community. John, you good? We're done? Yeah, no. Again, appreciate the opportunity. Yeah, thank you for the time. And yeah, looking forward to meeting you in person. I won't be Same I won't here. be too shy this time. So yeah. Same here. Thank you, Mark. Thanks, everybody else. We will see you all soon. Have a great week ahead, everybody. And that is it. This 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 Saturday for Sports Cards Live. Wow, we did a lot, lots of shows. And I'm gonna stop rambling. So Oh, but quickly, Investicard says, John, send me a DM on Instagram to schedule a meeting. There you go. Okay, guys, this episode is over. Thanks, everybody. Have a rest of your night and uh, good night. Thank you.